Well, a good day to you. Welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you here on EWTN Radio. I'm Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. Jeff, Matt, Ace, the show team in place. You are the Take-Two family. You are the ones who drive the program. We are looking forward to hearing from you with today's topic. Hey, Deb. Hello, Jerry. Uh, Thank you so much for that uh, wonderful um, welcome for our uh, Take-Two family, because I think this question we're about to ask them is going to prompt a lot of calls coming into Matt Gabinski. We're asking the question today on Take-Two, why do you do good deeds? Why do you do good deeds? Why do you do those good things in life for others? We want to know. Okay, now the phone should just start lighting up. We want to know, not because we're, we're nosy, we're curious to learn. Okay, very important. So why do you do good deeds in the world? And you don't have to be Catholic to call in. So please start dialing. Welcome back, Jerry. By the way, you were you. you were um, absent for two days and we missed you. So you can't do that anymore. 833-288-3986. Yeah, the Bible talks a lot about good deeds, and, uh, you know, we are not saved by our works or our deeds, but as the book of James says, faith without works is dead, and St. Paul uh, mentions many times throughout the Bible, you know, about uh, the good deeds that we are called to do. So why do you do these things? Is this just because you have a kind heart? Is it because you feel obligated by your faith to do good deeds? Um, what, what are some of the reasons why you do good deeds? And maybe this isn't, you know, this is one of those topics, Debbie, where people People are going, well, I, I don't want to call in brag and, about and talk myself. about me. Yeah, yeah, brag about talk about yeah. my good deeds. That Please, let's avoid that temptation because we do really like to learn and grow from you, the mm-hmm. Take-Two family. And Debbie and I are edified every day on this show, the show team. We are all blessed by what you have to share. So why do you do good deeds for others? 833-288-EWTN. 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six, and maybe you like to do those good deeds um, for others in in um, complete. You know, you want to be very quiet about it. You don't want anybody to know. You want to stay in the background. You want to stay anonymous. You want to do it just in in in, in a really really um, you know low key way. Uh, why? Because you really want God to notice, right? But you don't want that. You don't want others to give you that kind of praise and those and those thank yous because you really are doing it for God. That's beautiful. Let's talk about it, okay? So, why do? What is the motivation behind you doing good things for others? Okay, we want to know the details. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. There is one open phone line. And if you feel that little tug in your spirit, we believe it's the Holy Spirit. We believe you need to say yes and pick up the phone and dial 833-288-3986. We hear it said all the time. We get more out of doing for others than they than they get out of us doing things for them. So there's definitely, uh, I think, an immediate return for us. Not that we do it for that reason, but I think there's just a certain sense, Debbie, within us that you know, doing good for others. I think we're just kind of wired to do that. You know, we're just sort of made. You know, we're obviously living in communion with other people, and so we want to do good to others. and And I think we get rewarded for that just just with the feeling of knowing that we've helped people. Well, when you have a soul, right? So we are body and soul, right? Composite, right? When you have a soul, 
you know, you have that interior moral code, right? You mm. you have that. So you want to, you, you tend to want to lean towards the good, right? I mean, you would think that for most people. Now, mm. we, we do live in a world where you see a lot of people doing stuff that is really you know, kind of off the wall and very offensive to God. But those are choices that are made and, you know, part of the human condition. And we don't know what state of mind people are in when they're making those choices. But don't you kind of think that most people want to do good, Jerry? I do. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's, I think we're wired that way. And sometimes, like you said, we can sort of get off that path because of human nature and concupiscence and the inclination to sin. And like you said, the world is full of people doing all kinds of bad things. That's why I think in the day and uh, time and day that we're living in right now, it's all the more important that we do indeed do good deeds to other people and treat other people kindly and put other people before ourselves. You know, St. Paul says, try and outdo one another in charity. So. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a wonderful conversation looking at Matt. He's already, uh, he's already scrambling to answer all of those uh, busy phone lines there here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Our topic today is why do you do good deeds? We want to mm-hmm. hear about that. 833-288-3986. You guys are awesome. We put out the question. Most of the times, uh, you know, I mean, I should say oftentimes, um, the, you know, it's from the Take Two family that we get these show suggestions. Mm-hmm. It is. We're always open to your uh, t- suggestions for topics. You can email us anytime, take two at EWTN.com. And when we're on the air live, like we are right now, you can email your takes to that same address, take two at EWTN.com. You can post on the social media websites, Facebook and YouTube. We're streaming the video there. Hi to you guys. Get that chat going. Jeff Burson is there with you online on social media, and he'll get some of your comments over to us. You can always post on the show website take two show.com and so we're going to get busy with your input on today's topic Irma and Audrey and Michelle have been screened already and you can join us as well 833-288-3986 we're talking about why do you do good deeds that's our topic today on the program Why do you do good deeds? That's the question we're asking today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. So please weigh in on this. We need your take on this. Your lived experience of of people that do good things for others. You know, do they talk about it? Do they brag about it? Do they do it in 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 secret in in um, in secret or you know to remain anonymous? You know, we just want to know the details of this so we can learn and grow together. Eight three three two eight eight. 3986. And Irma, hang on for just another second because I wanted to share with our listeners Winter Whisper Holy Family Advent Candle Holder. Advent is right around the corner, folks. So Joseph stands watch over his new son as Mary kneels at the manger where the Christ child rests on the gorgeous, unique Advent candle holder. This single piece Holy Family Advent candle holder is made of resin and painted white. Delicate paper-cut details of the city of Bethlehem are in the background, and a silver star shines over all. I love that part. I love when the, when the stars—I always put stars in all the mangers. I love that. 
This piece measures six inches long by approximately four inches wide and seven inches high. Tapered candles are not included, so you got to get those yourself. Available now at EWTNRC.com. Free standard shipping on online orders, $75 or more. Standard shipping is for the continental U.S. only, so you use code FREE at checkout. What a great, you know, I love anything that has to do with Advent. I think Advent is one of those liturgical seasons that is often over, it's overlooked. We kind of rush through it. And Advent is very important. Well, it sure is. And hard to believe it's coming up upon us here in just a few weeks as well. So now is the time to get that beautiful gift that Debbie described and all of your Advent. And of course, Christmas shopping can be done at EWTNRC.com. Okay. Why do you do good deeds? Irma is in New York first, and she is listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Irma. Hi. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. So what would you like to share? Well, what I'd like to share with all of the other Catholics out there, um, you know, we serve a God that deserves all of what we have to offer, and all the people from all times belong to God. And if that's true, and we belong to God, then we should serve our God in serving each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether the world knows it or not, we just do it because God loves that. Yeah. God does love that, yeah. We're called to see Jesus in in others, and every one of us made in the image and likeness of God. So I love your your position on this. You know, we do this because we love God, and that's, that's a very pure motive, absolutely pure motive, and I think that's very, very pleasing to the Lord. So I think, Debbie, what do you think about what Irma Oh, said? absolutely. And Irma, as you were speaking, by the way, you're, you have a beautiful spirit. It comes right mm-hmm. through the radio. You, you are very special. It's very obvious. Okay, so Irma, go back to the Baltimore the. The Baltimore Catechism. If I could talk today, that would help. I've been up since 3.30 this morning. I'm hosting a beautiful um, fall appeal for Catholic Spirit Radio out of Illinois. So I've been up very early. But if you go back to the Baltimore Catechism, Irma, why are we created? We're created to know, love, and serve God. Okay, so so in order to really know our God, right, we should get into scripture, we should pray, we should connect with God, build a relationship. Obviously, it will it will um will, what will come forth is a is a great love and connection to God. And then because of that, we want to serve God, right? We want to give back for all the love we've received, all the love we feel. We want to give back. We want to serve God and serve others. So it's and the Baltimore Catechism, I think, nails it. Um, you know, those, those that are much younger that are listening to the show, we have a lot of young folks that are listening to it. They're probably thinking, what's that, the Baltimore Catechism? But you know what's interesting, Irma? A lot of priests are going back to the Baltimore Catechism to teach and to catechize because it was su- such a solid way and a direct way to get across what is meant uh, for all of us. What do you say to that? I say amen to that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We go back to what we know. That's right. A solid foundation in faith and not mess around with nothing else. (laughs) Exactly. 
I love the way you put that, Irma. Thanks so much for getting us started here with your comments and your thoughts on this topic. Why, why do you do good deeds? There's a line open there. It will be filled quickly, hopefully by you at 833-288-3986. All right, Grand Forks, North Dakota is where we go next. Audrey listening on Real Presence Radio today. Hello, Audrey. Thanks for joining the conversation. Hello. How are you Hi. guys? Doing great. How about you? Audrey, we hear a little baby in the background. Who's the ba- Can you share with us the baby? Yes, her name is Sienna, and she turns one on November 3rd. <gasps> oh, wow. we beautiful. love her. She made her radio debut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Um, so I just wanted to share that I um, do joyful things, or sorry, I do... <laughs> I like to serve because it brings me joy, and it brings my husband and I joy to um, be generous in um, many ways. So, <clears throat> hmm. so it brings you joy. And as you said that, Audrey, we received a message that came in from one of our listeners in Texas that said it's in the joy of giving. It's in the joy of doing those good deeds. I would say that's confirmation because so serving others, doing good things for others brings joy. Everybody's looking for happiness, right, Audrey? But joy is, is much more, um, you know, powerful and deeper and, and it's, it's within us and it's, it's sustained, uh, longer. I mean, happiness is fleeting, right? So joy is something that really connects us with God. What do you say to that? Yeah. And I mean, I, I stay at home with my kids, so I would say like, if I didn't serve them joyfully, then um, life would be pretty miserable. So, you know, just service in, like the previous caller said, you know, everyone um, is made an image and likeness of God. And if we can serve them, um, then that's going to draw us closer to him because uh, that's how we can encounter him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I, a friend of mine, a fellow Knight of Columbus, once told me that the joy can be an acronym for Jesus, others, yourself, in that order. Jesus, others, and then yourself. And I think that's a good, kind of a good, uh, you know, maxim to, to live by, Audrey. And that's, it's, it's kind of speaks to what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Sienna again. I know. Yeah, happy Sien- early birthday to her. Sienna's awesome. I love November uh, birthdays. My, I'm in November too, Audrey. So Sienna's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she, she knows it too. Isn't yes. she beautiful? I yes. love it. Audrey, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Call us again. Beautiful. And happy birthday to Sienna. That is wonderful. November 3rd, right after All Saints Day. Yes. Yeah, well, we're about to start the month of your birthday, right? You get a whole yeah, I get month. a whole month. Yeah, I get a whole <laughs> month. Uh-huh. I just I remind Jerry that every single year. He gets yeah. a couple days in July, just a couple days. He gets to share those with Marty because Marty's born in July. I get the whole month of November. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why nobody gives me anything. I just pretend like I get the whole month of November. <laughs> it makes you feel good knowing you get to celebrate a whole month. It's, it, yeah, my own mind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Colette is up next in Texas on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Colette. How are you and welcome? I am blessed and thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that I do good deeds probably goes back to my dad. It's 35 years today since he went on to the Lord. Aww. But your your topic today really brought home 
his overarching life theme, which was leave it better than you found it. Wow. And there's a satisfaction in doing that for someone else, regardless of the reason. Hmm. That is, yeah. So your dad said, leave it better than you found it. Can you give us your dad's first name, Colette? Harold. Harold. Beautiful. Wow. That was my my uncle. The priest's name was Harold, too, Colette. So Hmm. I love that name. Yeah, it is. It is. Wow. Yeah. Leave it better than you found it. You know, if we all did that, uh, you know, the world would be an amazingly different place. How did your how did your wonderful dad really kind of uh, you know model that, Colette? Because it sounds like it really had an impact on you. It, it did. Um, you know, if he borrowed a tool, he brought it back cleaned. If he borrowed something else, he brought it back in better shape than what he, he got it. If he saw someone that needed something, he just took care of the need. He was very good at anticipating and, and seeing needs in others. And he made sure that uh, that he took care of those, whether it was recognized or, or anonymous. You know, I, I would see him do things now and then for folks and never take credit. They would just be glad it got done. So mm-hmm. um, it was that that kind of a, a spirit that mm-hmm. he really he really modeled that so he wasn't looking for a public thank you or anything like that. He just did it in secret. He did it in privacy. He did it so that he he knew he wanted to do it. He wanted to practice what what he preached, right? Leaving things better. So he just he just did it. That was his life, right? Lived it. Yep. Yeah, That's he lived how it. He lived. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. special man you had for a father. He was pretty awesome. It sounds like it, you know, and I'm just reminded of, you know, and I think it's in Matthew chapter six where it talks about, you know, when you pray, go to your inner room, pray to your father in secret, your father who sees in secret will reward you. And elsewhere it says, of course, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And that's just it. It sounds like Colette, it was just a, it was just matter of fact. It was just part of your, your dad's Harold's nature. And so um, what a hero he must have been and probably still remains for you. So uh, we appreciate you being part of the conversation, Colette. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Be blessed. You're, you're welcome. Yes. You too. On this wow. special day, 35-year yeah. anniversary of his passing. You know, it's interesting. When she was talking about her dad, Harold, you know, the reason why I say, you know, she had a really special um, man in her life, her father, is because sometimes, you know, you will get men and women, okay, that they'll kind of brag or boast about things they do that are so great. and And, you know, it's... I, I don't know how folks feel about that. You know, I'd love to ask our Take-Two family. I mean, do you get irritated at that? Like, do you ever say to somebody, just do it in private or, you know, be be humble about it? Or, you know, God sees everything. All of heaven is seeing everything. Um, you know, how do you approach that? Do you ever have friends or family members like that, Jerry, that are like constantly, you know, talking about the great things they have done for others? Um, I probably have, yeah. Um, nobody comes immediately to mind right now, but, you know, that is certainly a temptation for us, you know. Um, I think everybody wants to be liked and loved and appreciated, and part of that is maybe wanting to be recognized for the, the good things that we do. And sometimes people do get recognized in very significant ways for that. That's why awards are given out, you know, for mm, community service true. and things like that. But. Mm-hmm. You know, those are usually people who are very humble, and uh, they sometimes you, they even feel uncomfortable getting, you know, that recognition for doing the things that they did because they always wanted it to be just kind of between them and God. 
Well, and scripture talks about things like if you're going to be, if you're going to highlight things here on earth, then you'll get that, you'll get that, um, glory here on earth. You've had your reward. You've had your reward. Right. So, so I guess it's where your focus is, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. We've got a phone line open there if you would like to share why do you do good deeds. That's our topic today. This is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. It is your show, so you can add to it right now at 833-288-3986. And Denise is in Massachusetts listening on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Thank you for calling, Denise. Thank you. you. Yeah, welcome. Denise, if you're, you might be listening on your radio, if you if you can just, I don't know if you want to turn that down. Oh, I shut it off. Oh, okay, so I'm good. only phone. Yeah, that's better, yeah. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. It certainly does feel good when you do a good deed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to expound upon that a little bit, Denise? What? What, what exactly do you experience? You said it makes you feel good. Is that like a sense of joy? Is it a sense of peace, happiness, just knowing that you have really been Christ to somebody else by doing something good for them? It just makes my heart feel so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes your heart feel so good. Denise, you nailed it because that's exactly it. I mean, we are meant to... Uh, be in community. We're meant to have that soul to soul connection. And with that, it it is going to touch us in a very deep way. That's what I was talking about, trying to tap into that very deep internal soul connection. And you're right. It makes your heart feel healthy, feel happy, feel it. You do feel that incredible interior joy. I love that, Denise. Thank you. I love it too. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> well, well, we love you, Denise. <laughs> you made my day. Oh, wonderful. Well, you've helped to make ours, too, so thank you. Keep up those wonderful deeds, and you'll keep feeling that great uh, feeling that you get, Denise. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. 833-288-3986. Why do you do good deeds? Do you feel... Um, you know, good about it? Do you want to, do you always try and, you know, keep yourself sort of, you know, from being seen or recognized for doing that? Have you been recognized for doing something uh, important or significant? How did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. 833-288-3986. And I just want to add a little um, twist to this conversation here because, you know, sometimes I think, especially when you're in relationship or you have a family that you're caring for, um, you sometimes it can feel like doing good things is part of like somewhat of an obligation mm-hmm. that you that a responsibility and and I think it would be interesting to explore that to kind of to to kind of shift that 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 thinking a bit and turn it into a joy for God so let's like maybe we could add that to the conversation Jerry what do you think I'm all all in favor of that if you'd like to do that or any other uh take on this topic today 833-288-3986 
Why do you do good deeds? 833-288-3986. You can post on social media. If you're among the many watching the video stream on YouTube or Facebook, hi there. Joe, watching on YouTube from San Antonio, says, My family helps the food pantry at church to help the poor and the church at the same time. He says, Great show. Thank you. Helps helps make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Timoteo, our good friend Tim, I am a kindness commando. I do covert random acts of kindness, hit and run. Way to go, Timoteo and Joe, both commenting, watching the show on YouTube. I love that. Random acts of kindness. I love that. Okay, let's hear what Rob has to say in Dallas, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Rob. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Go right ahead. I, I was just, sure, I was going to say because that's where God is and that's where he calls us. Mm. You mean to do good? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. So then you're trying to say, Rob, like Jerry and I have been saying since the beginning of the show, we need to do more good, more of God in the world, because we don't have enough of it, right? Amen. <laughs> we agree. Yeah, I love what you said there, Rob, because that's where God is. You know, can you maybe briefly elaborate on, on how you see that, what that particular, how you phrase that, why you, why you put it that way? Yeah, sure. It's, um, I think we should never deny that it feels good to do, to do service and to do good deeds, but that's not why we do them. Yeah. We do them because that's where God calls them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the saints talk about it all the time, you know, even, even you know, good acts of, you know, kindness, acts of trust, acts of surrender to God made out of a place of, you know, darkness, or even when it doesn't, even when we're not feeling, you know, the warm fuzzies about it, you know, those are even more efficacious. So, um, good job, Rob. That was mm -hmm. a great, great, great take on the topic today. Thank you for joining us there from Dallas, and thanks for listening to our friends at the Guadalupe Radio Network. Thank you, Rob. You know, it makes me think of Mother Teresa. Yeah. She saw Christ in everyone. You know, when I was watching that film about her and the sisters, I don't know how they did it. I don't know. I mean, they they took care of the poorest of the poor, those that were, had so many um, illness and disease and all sorts of things. And I don't know how they did it. And the only way I think they did it, did it is because they kept those eyes, you know, focused on Christ. Wouldn't you say, Jerry? Well, yeah, I've I've wondered about that too many times because as you're describing, you know, the good deeds that they did were often in just unbelievably horrific conditions. Horrific. Yeah. And there's nothing that's going to make you feel good, you know, about, uh, you know, uh, cleaning the wounds of lepers on the streets of Calcutta or somewhere else in the world. Right. I mean, from a human, from a natural standpoint is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It takes on a supernatural dimension at that point. And of course, they all, by the grace of God, you know, would see the people that they cared for through the eyes, through the lens of seeing Jesus in those people. You know, yeah. Mother Teresa, didn't she, didn't she talk about, you know, seeing it's Jesus in a distress, distressing Dis disguise. That's exactly right. And, mm -hmm. and, and she taught the sisters that and they practiced yeah. that on a regular basis. Pretty incredible. That's amazing. Okay, let's hear what Marie has to say in North Dakota on Real Presence Radio. Hi, Marie. Welcome to Take Two. Good morning. Hello. I have a couple thoughts. Can you hear me? Yeah, just fine. I have a couple thoughts on um, doing good. 
And one of them is I've always done good my whole life because it's doing to others, the golden rule. Mm-hmm. And obviously, most people know that. But my thoughts that I wanted to, to bring up to you were these. Um, as a mother and grandmother and spouse, etc., it's like you spent your whole life doing good for others with little, very little recompense. And I, then I think about people who brag when you said that about why do people brag about their good deeds and not um, have it be silent. Sometimes I think there's two reasons. Sometimes because they never get affirmation, mm-hmm. and after a while you get kind of tired of that. And the second is, is possibly low self-esteem. And they have to show others that they do care about other people, that they are doing good, but their, their inner self, their inner voice, uh, brings them down, and they think, i got to tell somebody about this. I don't want it to be a secretive. The people that I know that do really good, good things and get the notoriety oftentimes are um, already uh, feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. But there's those secret hidden ones that nobody ever really does anything. And because we're not all saints, we can't just live on the gratification of we're pleasing God and we're doing God's work. Uh, sometimes people, and I think especially mothers, need to hear from people, their children, their spouse, their neighbors, their friends, their church. You're such a good person. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for bringing the soup to this person. Thank you for baking for this. Thank you. And I think sometimes that's lacking. Mm. Interesting. That, that appreciation. I, yeah. I, Marie, I think your viewpoint on this is spot on. Everything you're saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing completely. Uh, Jerry, Marie's spot on about this because as mothers, especially, I believe you're right. It's a general statement, but mothers generally, you know, we do so many things and there's, there's hardly ever a, um, an abundance of thank yous or affirmations. It's just kind of expected, you know, that moms are going to take care of everything. You know, your, your child falls down and hurts himself. Mom's going to be there with the band-aids and, and to help everything. Mom's going to be there to cook. Mom's going to be there. Okay. And dad, do that as well. We, we have to recognize that. But in general, mothers, and I agree with you, and I agree with the whole idea of the self, the self-esteem, you know, the inner, the, 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 um, what we tell ourselves about our, um, our being that, you know, are we, you know, worthy of that? Do we need to kind of go out there and try to have those, those affirming words come back to us? And even if we have to put those out there ourselves to try and, you know, make ourselves feel like, you know, we're, we're valued. I agree so very much. That's why I believe, Marie, you know, that book, you know, the, the Love Languages book uh, that is so popular with so many couples these days. I mean, it, it's been around for a long time. One of the uh, areas is words of ap- affirmation, words of affirmation. And why is that? Because we do need those positive words coming back to us that, you know, it does help us get stronger and do better, I think. Marie, I, I think you nailed it. Are you a, do you have a psychology background? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, but I, I'm old and I've had a lot of experience <laughs> with teaching and kids yeah. and friends and groups. So, no, I do not. But I, I've lived a lot of life and, um, and I'm one of those people that absorbs it all, takes it all in, and then meditate on it, write about it, that kind of thing. So, yeah. 
I'm glad to agree. I do very much. And that's why I think it's important that we constantly, if we see that somebody is doing good, we should take that time to, to just encourage them, you know, and to share some positive words. My dad was big on that. He used to always go around when he saw somebody doing good, he would say, Hey, that is beautiful. Great job. You know, what a beautiful effort you put into that. And I love what you have to say, Marie. And I also think if we did more of those words of affirmation, you know, we would have a better world because people People would feel a little bit more confident in in going forward. What do you say, Jer? No, all I can say is, Marie, uh, you 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 did nail it, and you know you you may not have a, a formal psychology degree or background, but like you said, as your life experience being a wife, a mother, a grandmother, you know, a lot of people a lot of people say about you know someone like yourself, Marie, or other moms, say, oh, the, she's just a stay-at-home mom, just a stay-at-home mom. That's a full-time job times mm-hmm. however many kids there are, and you know, Jesus Himself has promised us a huge affirmation at the end of our lives when He tells us, "Well done, good and faithful servant." And Marie, you're well on your way to hearing that. So God bless you. Anything else you wanted to add, Marie, before we let you go? Not at all. Thank you for everything you do. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That was excellent. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, it makes me want to go out there and just really just affirm folks. You know, I, I do love that word. Um, to affirm, because I think that just makes people feel like, wow, somebody's really noticing that I can, you know, I'm doing something good and somebody, and it's not so much that you want a trophy or you want to be put on stage or anything like that, but just, you know, to be valued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Yeah, well, we got a, a line that is available there and still time to get you on today's program in the conversation about why you do good works. Do you feel good when you do that? Do you do it because Jesus commands us to? Um, what is your motivation for that? And what would you say to inspire others to be more open and giving and selfless and doing good for others? 833 833- 2883986 and we'll go to Hope who is a first time caller in Pennsylvania listening on Sirius XM 130. Hope, thank you for taking the time to call today. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I just wanted to uh I just wanted to uh tell you guys that I had an experience once when I was much younger. Uh I was working in a factory and in that factory we had a credit union and I was one of the ones that was running the credit union, working with running the credit union. And uh, I was responsible for bringing people their checks, and everything is done by checks, so bringing people their checks and everything. And one of my friends said to me, you know what, those people are walking all over you. They're, they're just taking advantage of you. You shouldn't be running after them all the time like that. So I said, oh, well, maybe. So I tried it. It lasted two weeks. I felt so terrible, I didn't feel like myself. And I said, I, I can't do this. It's not me. I'm, I, you know, I just can't do it. It's not, it, I didn't, I felt terrible not doing for other people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it was the way I was raised or what, but it's just a thing that you have to do these things. I mean, you just do them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that's the way life is. You just do it. Yeah. No. Our, our doing good and, for others 
should not be contingent upon how they're treating us or that's right you know and jesus what does he say i'm not sure where it is in scripture but he says you know um you know what what good is it if you if you give lend to others or give to others who can repay you you know he says you know give to others and do for others you know when they cannot repay you and there's more there's more merit there's more virtue Mm -hmm. in that so i think when you hold back doing good it, it, it feels like, I just know for me, Hope, and, and Jerry, tell me if you agree with this, um, I feel like there's a little piece of me that dies. It's mm. weird. I can't explain it. It doesn't feel right. It feels, I, I, it feels off. Is that how you felt, Hope? Yes, absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Yes, yep. absolutely. It just yeah. was not me. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel the same way because I, I, I've been in situations where, where people have said to me, you know, just don't, you know, don't say anything, don't help, just sit back. And I'm like, and my, I start to shake inside because I'm like, no, it, this doesn't feel right. I've got to do something. And, you know, I, I think it's important that we, and we get, we support each other and give each other the, the strength to, to be who God created us to be. Um, I think that's important too. That that mm-hmm. goes along with what Marie said. You know, if we affirm one another, we're going to give each other that strength, and that's part yeah. of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Hope? No, that's it. Okay, well, thanks for being a first-time caller to the program and a listener, and we know that we can count on you calling again at some point in the future. Eight three three two eight eight. Three nine eight six. We're going to go to uh, Debbie in a moment. First, I want to tell you about another program that Debbie and I both really like. It's called the Bear Wozniak yes. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Bear Wozniak, he is a Hawaiian dude, and he has a program that challenges men to deeper conversion and to servant leadership. Uh, it's a program, really, though, that it, it's definitely for men, but you, you ladies should listen to it as well because you can, you can really get uh, inspired, I think, to hear how Bear and his guests talk about men being real men standing up and like i said being servant leaders it's uh, the bear wozniak adventure saturday night six eastern time on most of these same ewtn radio stations the bear wozniak adventure and giselle in texas wants us to address again that the uh, mother Teresa poem um you know a lot of people have heard it um what quotes of it or snippets of it where it talks about the good you do today people will often forget tomorrow do good anyway give the world the best you have and it may never be enough give the world the best you you've got anyway so it's this idea that no matter what the world tells you no matter no matter how the world responds to you you give your best anyway you know, and that is, that's, that's powerful. Um, I believe that poem is on the um, outside of where Mother uh, Teresa in Calcutta on the wall there. I think that that poem is etched there um, in Calcutta, India. But I will tell you that it's, it's, I agree. Um, I, but I think we're in a world that says, no, you stay quiet, or you may be canceled. So you know, don't give your best. And so you do have to have that strength. And I think that comes through prayer. Um, so you can build it build up the strength and going to mass daily mass and getting getting uh, food for the journey, the Eucharist to to build up that interior strength to give your very best. Well, I think there's something attractive about 
doing good for others. And of all people who ever lived, and there were many like her, Mother Teresa would not have done a single thing for any recognition. But there's something about that, Debbie, when you look at that during her life. She was, she was honored. She was invited to speak at you know very large, important gatherings. She's now, of course, a recognized saint in the church. And so the world, a lot of times the world thinks, you know, to be recognized, to be affirmed, to be, to be who I'm supposed to be means like walking on other people, you know, stepping on other people, trying to get ahead at the expense of other people. But what really is de- in the deepest depths of the human soul, I think, what's really attractive is doing for others, you know, doing good deeds for others. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give the world the very best, no matter what the world says. Just give the world the best. Do it anyway. I agree. Giselle, thank you so much for reminding us of that incredible poem. Um, Debbie is up next, driving through Indiana um, on the EWTN app. Hi, Debbie. Welcome. Hi. I'm a first-time caller also. Welcome. Thank you for taking the time. So we've listened to your show different times when we've been doing a lot of driving because we're uh, in the process of transitioning from Illinois to Indiana. So that's what we're doing, and we get to listen to a lot more radio than we used to be able to. Wonderful. So, But uh, my take on the topic is that every weekend we, when we go to Mass and we receive the Eucharist, we're receiving Jesus into our heart, and he's living within us. And that is a really hard concept to wrap your head around, and he's there. And a few years ago, there was a uh, bracelet that they used to give out to kids, and I don't know where the origin was, that, but it said, what would Jesus do? And it was one of those armbands you wore to kind of remind you during the day. But it, I took it to heart because Jesus is within me. So I look at each, I try each day, I'm blessed that way to look around and say, what would Jesus do in this situation? And just do it. And so I found myself uh, through some of the homilies and other things at church where a very gifted pastor we had said, you know, you're in the grocery store. You see somebody. Make an effort to say hi. (laughs) And you just do that. I always get a smile, and I always get a response. But most of the time, you have to be the one. Jesus would be the one to make, in my mind, the first contact. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And it's not really for joy. It's not really for any other reason. It's because Jesus is living in my heart, especially in this year of Eucharistic revival where we know, you know, we're so blessed to understand the real presence of Jesus among us. So I try to take that seriously. Beautiful. I just think of the closing words at the Mass, you know, go and glorify the Lord by your lives, and imitation of Jesus is how we glorify Him, and yeah, Debbie and I uh, remember Debbie uh, very well, the WWJD. I'm reminded also of another acronym that some friends of mine uh, came up with some years ago, FAMILY, F-A-M-I-L-Y, forget about me, I love you. And we can we, <laughs> we can remember to do good to others with these beautiful acronyms. So, Debbie Giorgiani, what do you think? I think being Christ in the world is what we're called to do. Mother Teresa did it so well, and and she was is such a great role model for all of us, Debbie. And and as you were speaking, I was I was thinking, you know, 
it takes such little time um, for us to make that extra effort to connect somebody and make them feel valued and appreciated and loved and, you know, recognized in a small way, just by a smile, like you said, or just by a, 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 a you know, genuine greeting or some compliment or something. And, and yet we live in a world where everybody has their heads down on their cell phones and, you know, there's this, you know, we don't connect, we don't. It's so sad because these simple things can go a long way. And I think that's why we have a rise in loneliness and a rise in depression and all sorts of things because people feel like, wow, I don't matter. Nobody really cares if I'm here tomorrow. So I just love what you practice, Debbie. I think it's beautiful, and I'm so glad you shared it with us today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Drive yeah. safely, Debbie. I love your name. Yes, of course. A <laughs> um, couple more social media comments here. Jonathan actually sent us an email. said, I do good deeds by carrying groceries for my mom and mowing the grass. Way to go, Jonathan. That was via email at take2 at EWTN.com. Alice watching on Facebook. Hi there, Alice and the others. I was homeless for about six months. My world was at a low place. People helped me through it. Now that I am doing well and making money, I help the homeless when I can. I have paper bags with food, water, and coupons for showers at a local truck stop. I hand these out when I see someone. Not everyone who is homeless is on drugs or has mental issues. Talking to them also helps. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful what Alice does? Wow. Wow. Do you realize that we're almost at the end of the show and we have full phone lines plus mm-hmm. the messages are coming in? What does that tell us? It tells us that we are longing to be like this. We want to do this again. The world needs good things happening in the world. And so maybe this could start, we could start this movement of just incredible good things happening on a regular basis. I think mm-hmm. that could really help today's world, actually. Oh, it sure could. It sure mm-hmm. could. Andrea, real quickly, uh, from watching on YouTube, she says, I think doing good deeds most of the time makes people feel the same way that we might feel when someone does a surprise nice deed for us. It is like happiness. It reflects off the other person to us. Very nice insight, Andrea. Thank you for sharing and watching the video stream on YouTube. Nice. Very nice. Do we have time for a couple more calls? We do, sure. Okay. Linda is up next on the Station of the Cross in Ohio. Hi, Linda. Welcome. Hi, Debbie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Yeah. Okay. I love doing things for people. I don't do it to get grateful messages or whatever. But one thing I do is I take care of my 103-year-old aunt. I pick her up for church every Sunday. She's like my friend since my mom died 13 years ago. She acts like she's about 50 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they asked me at church, they asked her, too, on Holy Thursday, if we would be willing to have our feet washed. Well, my aunt said no. She didn't want her feet shown at 103 years old. Forget it. (laughs) So I went up, and I love our parish. And when it was my turn to have my feet washed, Father Alex bent down and said to me, thank you for allowing me to do this for you, for all you do, for your aunt and your church. And it, it just, it touched my heart so much. It meant more to me than anything in the world. Mm. What a beautiful experience. Yeah, well, God bless you for uh, indeed for what you do for your aunt, and we're sorry about the loss of your mother. I think before we finish our call with you, Linda, we'd love to get both of their first names, but 
Yeah, it, it, it's wonderful that your priest does that, that, that little bit of interaction with you there. They could, they could just go through the motions, but I've seen so many priests. That's a very humbling moment for priests, and it's very, very moving for them. I've seen priests actually you know, break down and cry when they're washing people's feet on Holy Thursday. And I've even seen one priest, after he had washed uh, the, the feet of the people, he would bend over and kiss one of their feet, you know, so... It's just a, an amazing moment for priests, Debbie, and it sounds like Linda had this fantastic uh, feedback and experience from her pastor. Oh, yeah. I got very emotional as you were sharing the story, Linda, and I agree with Jerry. Um, can you give us the names of, of your family members? I have the prayer book out. Oh, thank you. My mother's name was Josephine, mm-hmm. and my aunt's name is, is Jean. Jean. Okay. Beautiful. I, I I agree with you, especially when our shepherds of the church, when they recognize things and they, they show that, that real beautiful spirit and, and that heart and that connection to the parishioners, it, it is, it's life-changing. I, 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 you got me thinking about so many times that I've had encounters with some really wonderful priests, and they've said some beautiful things, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I, I think about our wonderful Father John, who, um, who supports and loves uh, Take Two, and Father John's on pilgrimage right now, but Father John has said some beautiful things about this ministry, the, the, the Take Two ministry, and all the people that call in, and, and I'm just like, wow, it just, doesn't it make you just burst into tears, Jerry? I can it see does, why Linda yeah. got very much moved with emotion. Yeah. Thank you, Linda, so much. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear the closing music right about now. There it is. Boy. There it is. Right on Ace cue. McKay, our producer, <laughs> is right on top of things. So apologies to Phil and Ida and Tina and Jennifer and Paul. We're going to have to revisit this topic because... Yeah, I made uh, a note of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You guys did a, another amazing job, Take Two Family. And we're, we're, we're just going to go away for about 23 hours, but we have another episode with you tomorrow. We can't wait for that. <laughs> the tomorrow's topic is, would you erase, would you rather erase your memories or never be able to make new ones? Mm. Wow. That's going to be very interesting conversation tomorrow. Yeah. Kind of deep, <laughs> kind of deep, but very, very uh, thought provoking. So we'll talk about that tomorrow on the program. Again, thanks to uh, Matt, Ace and Jeff. Affiliates, thank you for carrying the program. For Debbie Giorgiani, I am Jerry Usher, wishing you a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.